to reach that eternal state, which is a very neutral state. It's a neutral state. It's a neutral state where the diabolics are friendly with you, the divine are friendly with you, the animals are friendly with you, the plant is friendly with you, the planets are friendly with you. The divine anyway is friendly with you because you are in eternal association with the divine. It is a state of complete friendliness with the universe. It's not that you are friendly with A and unfriendly with B. It is friendly with all from A to Z. All are friendly to you and you are friendly with all. That's how you tend to be a universal friend. A universal friend is whom we call Vishwamitra. Vishwamitra is a great, grand seer who could give to humanity Gayatri, the mantra. Gayatri mantra that we sing in the morning and evening came from a being who has gained universal friendliness. And then we say that the, the world teacher's name is Maitreya. He is also friendly being. It's an embodiment of friendliness. The way the men of wisdom look at evil, he does not. The so-called wise men, they divide the world into good and evil. But for a yogi, they are seen as two parts of the same, two parts of the one. How they could reach this state, be it Maitreya, be it Vishwamitra, be it other seers, they gained this only through the human form. That is why devas also wish to be born as humans to gain this eternal state of neutrality. And in the avatars you find that neutral state. They are friendly to all. And even if they discipline some or even punish some, it is in friendliness and in love they do it. The idea is that all have to reach the state of light and the state of neutrality. Light means the light that we think of is not a light that is in constant fight with the darkness. <coughs> the religions, most of the religions, they divide everything into good and evil and there is always a fight between the darkness and the light. We are not into that game. Discipleship or yoga is a means by which you transcend the duality and stay in neutrality from where you are able to help the lighted ones to find their neutrality and also help the ignorant ones to find light and then gain neutrality. Lifting up beings into a neutral state where there is upliftment of the lighted ones 
there is transformation of the ones who are in ignorance into light and then upliftment for them. That's how it is worked. So all that is possible only through the human form. But gaining human form, mostly we fail it. <coughs> we fail the human form. We fail a great opportunity that has given to us. The scriptures say it is a rare opportunity to gain a human form. Among all the forms that are available in the universe, to, to be in a human form is a great blessing. To be in human form is a great blessing. And then entering into it, knowing its detail is an important step which this teaching is bestowing. <laughs> we should know what the two eyes represent, we should know what the two ears represent, we should know what the tongue represents, we should know what the dentals, dentals represent, we should know what the throat represents, we should know what the upper torso represents, we should know what the lower torso represents, how fire is helping this body, how air is helping this body, how light is helping this body, and how are we to function with it. This knowledge has been there on the planet right from Lemurian times. This knowledge has been there upon the planet right from Lemurian times when sons of will, sons of fire, sons of mind when they descended on the planet. <laughs> and we have been there right from the beginning. And ever since we gained human bodies, we have only, only been getting into the ignorant side of functioning with it than the knowledgeable side of functioning. The human body enables it to function to gain that universal consciousness and be a universal friend, Vishwamitra. That is the optimum. But we are uh, using this body just to fulfill the material desires, the desires that we are attracted to through the senses, through the mind. Thereby we systematically destroy the fireplace in us, we destroy the air in us. Consequently, all problems so much. The very purpose is not realized. The purpose is to utilize this human form, to form a body of golden light and a body of diamond light. That's the purpose by adapting to right functioning with the help of human body. We have walked into the loophole of awareness. The entire humanity, it may boast itself of many achievements, but it has walked into a loophole, a loophole by which they inevitably experience death. Instead of experiencing departure, 
those who enter should depart. That is, it's a matter of grace, it's a matter of respect, it's a matter of esteem that you enter gracefully, you exit gracefully, not to destroy and feel the pain of it. So the story speaks how when we enter, how many intelligences we encounter. And we have a responsibility to keep the fireplace in good stead. The entire lower torso should be kept adequately vital enough to ensure energy supply. <coughs> the air in us in the upper torso should also ensure that the vitality is maintained and the connection with the body is well held and also the way out from the body is also opened through our practices of yoga. When this does not happen, what happens? I have narrated yesterday. The three parts of the body, first we have to understand the intelligences that are at work. The head is for light, the upper torso is for air, the lower torso is for fire. That's why we say in the fire ritual, Om Bhuva Agraya Idan Namama, Om Bhuvaha Vayava Idan Namama, Om Suvaha Suryaya Idan Namama, like that we say. There is an order. Many Indians may be chanting it, but they don't know. Because they don't want to know. That's the problem. They don't want to know. If you want to know, there is someone inside who informs you. So, fire, air, light. They have to be kept intact. They are kept intact in so far as you follow two principles. One is to to focus upon what you have to do. To focus upon what you have to do. And then to ensure that such a doing is beneficial to people around. Only two things. To focus upon what you do, then what you have to receive. The general mind always thinks of what we should receive. It cares not of what it should do. What we should receive is secondary. What we do is important. Because what we do, if it carries the intention, of welfare, you are transforming. The intention of your doing, when it, when it has in it the welfare of surrounding life, I don't say surrounding humans, surrounding life, it can be earth, it can be plant, it can be man, it can be devas, anyone to whom you do, it should be beneficial to them. Such, such doing is called sacred deed. It's a sacred deed. Other deeds are not sacred. And what are you to learn? To learn that it is one existing as all this, and therefore you are serving it. That is the knowledge you should have. The one exists as all this, 
and therefore if you relate to that one you continue to learn you continue to receive knowledge there are two things uh, the scriptures speak pavitra karma and pavitra vidya that's what it is pavitra karma means doing things for the benefit of others that's the only consideration whether benefit happens or not is also not our problem i grow a garden a mango garden how many mangoes will come and how much money i make it is a wrong thinking grow the mango tree why are you growing mango garden you make many many mango fruits available to people <coughs> your job is to grow it may yield mango fruits it may not yield mango fruits are just at the point when it yields mango fruits some kind of hurricane comes and all crop is gone a cultivator is never worried about the ultimate result he is worried about cultivating the land cultivate make sure that the plant grows likewise we continue to work with an intention to benefit others benefit comes or not comes don't bother remember once when akbar was ruling this country the emperor akbar is an initiate he was guided he saw an old man planting mango seeds in a field and giving water to it with great strain because he is very old but he is taking sure that every plant receives enough water so akbar moving on the horse saw the old man and he touched him on his shoulder and said what are you doing the old man said i am trying to grow some mango garden then then the emperor said do you think you live till this mango plants grow and give fruit until that time do you think you live the old man said certainly not i don't i don't think that i live to see the fruits but i cultivate because it will be useful to the future generation is useful to the future generation that's why i do it and that i eat that fruit and he answers that if my ancestors had thought the way you are saying my ancestors thought the way you are saying then you and i would not have had fruits to eat they worked for us and we had mango fruits we worked for the future so what the, the benefits i don't care i do what is to be done the intention is to benefit the society this dimension of work is totally absent today on the planet this dimension of work is totally absent on the planet today therefore the human beings experience death 
that is for sure for those who are selfish. Death does not touch those who are selfless. Who is selfless? The one who does not think of himself but thinks of general welfare. <laughs> when you are always thinking about general welfare, you, you are not afraid of the time when you are to departure. When Mahatma Gandhi was shot, there were two to three bullets that were shot into his chest. He, he did not express any pain. He said, hey, wrong. Because he knows one day or other we all have to depart and you are in tune with the Divine and you do the job that you have to do here. That's why he became a Mahatma, isn't it? So we get inspiration from the great initiates, but then when it comes to action, we only think about ourselves all the time. This loophole we have to come out. Mm-hmm. This loophole, what is it for me, what is it for my family, isn't it? For each one of us, most important is we then our family, then who we think is as our circle, our circle. Such persons are circumscribing around themselves in such a manner that they get suffocated, they, they, they suffocate and die. This person, Puranjana, he did not know the very beauty of the form. He did not know the very beauty of the form. He, he has, he has seen, he has seen that the years help to listen to the Vedic kingdom. He has also learned that the eyes are meant to realize the light, the solar light and the lunar, lunar light. He realized that this fivefold serpent, which functions through the nostrils up to the lungs, is the way in and hence the way out. That which is the way in is also the way out. Just as I said, this is the way out and since this is the way in. Temples have, don't have multiple entrances. If a temple or a church has multiple entrances, it, this temple is not built with enough understanding. There would be an entry which is also the exit. So is the human body which is a temple. The the entry was through the fivefold serpent. The exit has to be through the fivefold serpent. As he entered, so should he exit. So he has to keep the, the serpent intact. We should be aware of our breathing as it is happening in us. Happening in us. Puranjana was told that be aware of it, keep it strong. Keep it strong. Make sure that your entry door remains an exit door when you wish to exit. A yogi daily exists. Every night 
an accepted disciple, college given in an accepted disciple, a yogi or a master. He daily exists every night. He arrives every morning to do work here with the help of body. In the night hours he does work elsewhere. That's the beauty of wisdom. So keep this intact, then keep the fireplace intact. And he was given the equipment with which he can relate to the surroundings. Instead of doing the work for the benefit of the larger life, he started fulfilling the desires related to It's a deviation from duty to desire. There is what is called duty and there is what is called desire. Duty is to do that which is beneficial to all. Be it a teacher, be it a doctor, be it a banker, be it a cook, be it a householder, be it a farmer. Anything that you do, what is, to whom it is intended? To others. And it is, should be beneficial. This is duty. In fulfilling that duty, you are also taken care of. But if you don't focus upon duty and deviate to desire, desire, where shall I eat, what shall I eat, what shall I see, what shall I, we go, we go on to so many places on basis of personal desire. The, the motivation is selfish fulfillment. In that path he went. So he is one by one in his body. The fireplace is destroyed. The airplace is destroyed. And then there is the reduction of the time span due to destruction of the, <coughs> the rhythm of pulsation. So there were, to start with, Prajwara meaning frequent sicknesses. And then Chandavega meaning speeding up the, the travel towards the door of death, Chandavega. First is Prajwara, second is Chandavega, third is Kalaputri Aisir, the lady who brings in old age earlier than normal earlier than normal. And then the one who keeps on delinking the limbs of the body, Yavana. Yavana. Yavana is, he delinks the... He says, this, your knee is not functioning anymore, your hip is not functioning anymore, your kidneys are not functioning anymore, your lungs are not functioning anymore, your heart is not functioning anymore. This kind of things we keep on listening, no? This is what he does. Very, very subtly and dexterously he delinks you and then you have the trouble. And ultimately he leads you to the fear of death. Death as such is a small event. Death as such is just a, it's a matter of a second. It's not the death that you suffer more, 
it is the fear of death and the pain of rejection by the surroundings as also the pain of rejection coming from your own body your body also don't want any more this is what really causes the pain see we keep our elder persons in old age home but do we know how they emotionally they suffer when they when they are dealing with the family member because we cannot take care of them we send them to old age home but their their whole being is at home when we when we become old we know it not until then when we become old and when we are rejected by people rejected by people and when your body also starts rejecting you the pain, the pain is very high you expect your people to come to you they don't come to you even if you telephone to them they say i wanted to come but i was occupied with this i was occupied with that language we neglect the old at home but we should know that we also tend to be old ones isn't it these things do happen with all of us <clears throat> so what happens at the end this puranjana he was lonely rejected by his children rejected by his dear wife but still he has situation as such so ultimately he was dragged through the drainage from the house meaning from the body through the lower orifices he exists so this recapitulation is very important because to get into the stories of those who walk into light and finding greater light and joining the light is very beautiful but for that the basis is doing what is to be done keeping the intention of welfare of others that's the most important that's why bhagavad gita says he who is for himself is a filter he who is for himself is a filter meaning the person who works for himself for his own good unconcerned of others welfare is 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 worse than a thief such ones get into this situations of death others also see the great ones also depart to depart means to consciously move away from the body to die means you are stuck in the body your consciousness is lost and you have you have great suffering so this is how it happened to him and then the second birth came this is second birth means the story starts with the first birth 
and then jumps into the final birth. Because in the very second birth, it is all different. But there will be so much of gradation in between. The scripture cannot prescribe 210,000 incarnations. No. We are all examples of it. We are all examples. So it lands into a situation where this soul, going through so many incarnations ultimately, it is born as on account of the last thought. Please remember this is important. The last thought that you hold before departure is the, it leads you to fulfill that thought. If your last thought at the time of departure is to be born in the, in the ashram of the Master or in the presence of the Master, that will be fulfilled. If your last thought is about money and property, you get into such situations. If your last thought is about the other gender, you will be reborn to fulfill that dimension. So that's why it is said, every day when you sleep, let your last thought be, you develop the habit of having the last thought of the day as associating with, associating with the Divine. So that eventually when you, when death approaches, then also it will be your last thought. The last thought of the night before you slip off into sleep. He is to be in association with the most cherished aspect of your life. Most cherished. What is most cherished, each one has to decide for him. In this case, the last thought of Puranjana was about his lady. He was thinking all the time about the lady. So he gained a lady body for the next time. There are also stories. One saint who was contemplating in a forest, he found a deer with him, moving there. So for past time he started rearing the deer, he tamed it and he kept it in his ashram and he went on taking care of it. And there was so much love given to the deer and from the deer to him. It became a kind of an attachment with the deer. Became an attachment with the deer. Consequently, the next, next life, when he died, he was only thinking about that poor thing, what will happen to him if he dies. This is illusion. Before it came to him, it was also living well, well. Before the deer appeared to him, it was living well. When we started taking care of it, we think without us it won't, it cannot live. He was thinking about the deer all the time. So then what happened? In the next life he was reborn as a deer, that's how there is a story of the first Buddha. We only know the Buddha 
గౌతమాది బుద్ధ గౌతమాది బుద్ధ ఇస్ ది ఫిఫ్త్ బుద్ధ దేర్ ఆర్ ఫోర్ బుద్ధాస్ ప్రిసీడింగ్ హిమ్ ఫోర్ బుద్ధాస్ ప్రిసీడింగ్ హిమ్ భాగవత స్పీక్స్ ఆఫ్ దెమ్ ది ఫస్ట్ వన్ ఇస్ కాల్డ్ జడభరత ది సెకండ్ వన్ ఇస్ కాల్డ్ ఋషభ సో లైక్ ఐ రిలేటెడ్ ది స్టోరీ ఆఫ్ ఋషభ ఇన్ స్పెయిన్ ఇన్ తెరగోన ది టీచింగ్స్ ఆఫ్ ఋషభ ది ఆది బుద్ధ లైక్ సో లైక్ దాట్ వాట్ ఎవర్ ఈస్ యువర్ లాస్ట్ థాట్ ఇఫ్ యూ బిఫోర్ యూ డై ఇఫ్ యువర్ డాగ్ ఈస్ దేర్ యూ లుక్ టు ది డాగ్ ఎట్ హోమ్ ఫీల్ వెరీ సింపతిక్ పీపుల్ టు వర్డ్స్ ది డాగ్ అకార్డింగ్ టు ది స్క్రిప్షన్స్ యూ స్టాండ్ ఐ ఛాన్స్ టు బి రీబార్న్ ఎస్ ఎ డాగ్ ఆఫ్లైట్ యూ హ్యావ్ ఎ డిఫరెంట్ టీచింగ్ కమింగ్ ఫ్రమ్ మాస్టర్ జ్వాల్కోల్ that there the doors are closed for humans to enter into animal kingdom and animals to enter into human kingdom that is a recent happening <clears throat> it is it is a safer situation for the animals not humans according to me it is a safer situation that these humans don't get into animal kingdom and cause disturbance there also it's enough if <laughs> because we have developed such a horrible way of living and we live always in fear so there is a he says there is a the door is closed for the time being but the scriptures say whatever is your last thought according to that you are reborn there are stories so therefore she is reborn as a prince he he the soul is has taken to the body of a princess of a kingdom so she grew up and uh, you know the bhagavad gita in the sixth chapter it says if you have done some deeds of goodwill tangible goodwill you will be reborn either in a wealthy family are in a family where yoga is there if you are born in a wealthy family you are a normal desires of the senses they are very easily fulfilled even by 15 20 years you are eating ice creams you are you are going to restaurants you are seeing places good dresses in the case of ladies good gold ornaments everything is fulfilled very fast so there is there is it is fulfilled so they look for something different the other thing is to be born in a yoga family so that right from childhood you have the good luck of being with yoga and you know the purpose of yoga so right from the beginning you start working to make an essential so this lady she is born in a kingly family where everything is in plenty and his her father arranged for a kind of uh party where she can choose her prince and she chose the right one on the basis of information she was given and that man right from the childhood is very virtuous 
he was not only a powerful king but also a great ascetic very righteous very righteous he has all good qualities all noble qualities so when you associate with such a one when you associate with such a one because you have chosen that person what happens the the, the benefit of association was helpful her to her to also fall into the same way of life as the king was conducting for himself so she was not only his lady but also a student to follow the kind of wisdom that he was demonstrating so he is a husband come teacher that's what happened to her husband come teacher that's what i was explaining yesterday as the last dimension of the teaching so there are the good luck for any incarnating soul is to have a mother who is full of wisdom that's the best of the luck to have a mother who carries light in her because your first association after birth is with your mother so mother can give you lot of wisdom even while she starts the spoon feeding because you say so many things you talk so many things to the child when you are spoon feeding the child you know you have to engage the child to feed instead of telling cock and bull stories instead of telling all kinds of stories the mother can teach many things right from the times of initial feeds that's how in india till the till about two generations ago the mothers were teaching the names of the days and the planetary principles that preside over each day monday means moon tuesday means mars wednesday means mercury thursday means jupiter friday means venus saturday means saturn sunday means sun like that. and what is sun what is moon what is see at that age in a tender age you are informed of the planets through the days likewise you are informed of the 27 constellations they used to narrate while feeding breakfast while feeding lunch while feeding dinner and bedside the indian system is till the children go grow up to 7 years they sleep with parents the parents keep on telling them stories and those stories are not some cinema stories it's not some movie stories it is stories coming from the wisdom side if you have a mother like that what an advantage because with the mother relates to the incarnating soul as the primary being then comes the father to relate to father is the next 
ఆఫ్టర్ ది మదర్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ది ఫాదర్ ఆఫ్టర్ ది ఫాదర్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ది టీచర్ ఆఫ్టర్ ది టీచింగ్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ది లైఫ్ ఆర్టర్ దీస్ ఆర్ ది ఫోర్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ పర్సన్స్ ఇఫ్ యువర్ లైఫ్ పార్టర్ ఇస్ వైస్ యూ షుడ్ బెనిఫిట్ ఫ్రమ్ యువర్ లైఫ్ పార్టర్ ఇస్ వైస్ you have a regular association with your life partner isn't it is the quarreling with each other they can relate to wisdom if two persons if a male and female who are a couple male man and the lady in a group what is it that they should discuss in their lonely hours they should discuss about the wisdom coming from the teaching where there is no quarrel possible otherwise we keep on quarreling this ping pong keeps on happening and in that fighting mood we get into sleep the purpose is not that isn't it that ideal situation so these four are considered most important if a man is lucky or not depends upon what kind of mother to whom he was born what kind of father he had what kind of teacher he had he had and what kind of life partner he or she had so these are the four most important four most influential persons in one's life because they have a regular association with you the association with the parents is in the initial years after two decades there is not much relating with the parents isn't it and then comes another person into our life the spouse and with that spouse you you live life long isn't it is expected to be this fall when we marry the interest of the man and the woman is to be together for life it breaks because they don't find a common noble purpose therefore they keep on fighting 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 so the good luck of this lady the hero of our story she it it is in the soul is in the form of a female and she is of ordinary quality just she minds the mundane things but she got in touch by her own choice with a man who is more than mundane more than mundane when he is more than mundane and when he is a lifelong association what should one do to relate and to benefit that has what happened the scripture says you may be having a brother which can be a good association father mother co-born co-born and the life partner these are the ones the father mother and the co-born may not be associating with you life long 
may not be. Father and mother, anyway, after some time they depart. Co-born depends how much the, the ideology between the persons find their agreement. The life path, meaning until you depart from the body, he or she is there for the one. So the scripture says the best luck, the best luck that one can have is to have a noble life partner. A noble life partner who can benefit the associate. Because with what we associate, we tend to become that. Satsangatve nisangatva. If you associate with people who are sincerely working for truth, that is called satsanga. If you are really associated with someone who is working for truth, you also gain the inspiration to follow that path of truth. When that inspiration happens to you, you don't give so much importance as you would otherwise give to the mundane life. Meaning you are effortlessly disassociated with the crazy worldly activity. What a benefit? By associating with a magnet, an iron piece loses its quality and gains the quality of a magnet by association. Is it not? So when you have a noble husband, as in this case, the lady felt inspired. She started asking him how to follow him, and he was patient enough to teach. Patient enough to teach. There are also situations where it was the other way. The lady was full of spirit and the man associating with the lady has gained similar spirit. That's why all the seven seers we speak of, the seven wise men that we speak of, they are equally vibrant. One helps the other and they are complementary to each other. Because one benefits from the other. One benefits from the other. That's how he she found. And this man, he went on. He was performing his kingly duties. He was relating to his lady and also tended to be her teacher. So consequently she went on learning and in a matter of, say about 12 to 14 years, while there is one side learning, there is also begetting of children in harmony. They gave birth to seven children and the king was also getting more and more popularity and the 
the kingdoms around started annexing to his kingdom annexation not by aggression not by aggression they also wanted to join to benefit from this king such a wise man was he was so the kingdom was growing the family was growing the lady is learning and a state came where the seven sons have grown the lady also has grown in wisdom he told his lady now that the sons have grown and they are capable of handling a part of the kingdom let us give away this kingdom to the sons and retire into the past that is for a king we are unable to wriggle out of the little properties we have <laughs> just very little properties we are unable to get out of them but even the wise man he told his wife enough is enough we give this give this to this to this seven sons and we retire into the forest she was also equally inspired she was not attached to the material she said well let us do that so together they retired and they went on having sessions of contemplations and she was getting inspiration from him and at other times she was asking questions and he was answering it is a catechism by which she was gaining lot of wisdom so ultimately they came to great heights great heights See how the transformation happens if you are in association with a teacher who is divine by nature a teacher who is divine by nature a father who is divine by nature a mother who is divine by nature or a life partner who is divine by nature when you have someone divine by nature you should try to care to associate and gain that divinity <coughs> he was a model he was a model that king was a model malaya ketana malaya ketu as a model of a king he was liked by all his citizens the citizens he was for feeling the king as their father because he took such good care of the huge kingdom and he announced he announced that his sons are equally good and they would take care the subjects agreed subjects agreed so he retired into forest and then the lady followed him and they were doing parents and learning things it so happened one day the king told the lady that time has come that he shall depart from the body time has come that he shall depart from the body because he is of such a such an awareness he gained such an awareness he could know before when the when i when he is to depart the lady was shaken she was completely shaken 
Because if all the time he, she was leaning on him for everything. It is such a comfort to her because anything and everything her man was fulfilling for, for her. But the man said, we all have to leave one day. We are not born together. We are not born together. After two and a half decades of our birth, we joined and we have been together for about, say, three decades, a good association. You have gained the knowledge. So as I move, you also move in the same path. You know how to contemplate now, how to relate to the Divine in you. As I related to the Divine and getting ready to depart, you keep on doing this contemplation and you too move into higher circles. This is the hard fact of life. As we depart from these bodies, we do not anymore have the same relation as father, mother. Sorry, husband, wife. Once the body, you depart from the body, the bodily relation does not exist. What is it that exists with us? We are, we as souls and the wisdom that we gained as souls. The wisdom that we gained as souls associates with us. So as I depart, the help of wisdom, that wisdom is the taught to you also, and you also know how to follow that path. You also work it out in that manner. But it was not so easy for the lady. It was not so easy. Because to her, to her he is the model. And she wove all her life around him. All her life. Just like a creeper, that keeps on growing around a pole that you set in the land. At the creeper, the pole is the supporting thing. If the pole goes, the creeper falls, isn't it? That was the situation. But the king said, you shouldn't be like this. You should be dependent, self-dependent. There is the master in you. Relate to him more. I taught you how to relate to the master in you. I taught you how to relate to the master in you. Keep doing it while I am here. Get the habit of relating to the master in you. Don't take the comfort of leaning on me, he was saying. Because the inevitable happens, and it is very soon it happens. So let there be a reliance on the Master which, who exists in you, in me, and in all. How beautiful it is. is not a true teacher is one who doesn't let his students all the time to lean upon him. He would like to lean, he would like to see his students to lean on, to align with the Master in them. <clears throat> this is what he was teaching. 
the leader was saying, because he has faith, he has trust, he has confidence in his man, in her man, she was saying, and she was somehow getting reconciled to the idea, but then still there is something. That is a lady, you know. It is in the nature, it is in the nature that the femininity leans upon the masculine. And the masculinity shall have to care for the humanity. So the king thought, okay, until she gains enough grip over the master in her, until she gains the grip over the master in her, I shall continue to stay. Because a man who has a noble purpose can can negotiate with the death. He can negotiate with the death. And so far as there is a noble purpose, he can say, there is a purpose here, let me fulfill and come to you. That's how it is. These dimensions are there. We have stories about such things. We have also stories given to children related to it. A cow that was grazing in the forest, suddenly encountered by the afternoon a tiger. And the tiger was very hungry. Naturally, tigers are hungry. So the tiger said, Permit me to eat you. The cow looked at the tiger, yes. The tiger has every right to have its food. So the tiger told, the cow told the tiger, give me two hours time, I'll come back. Give me two hours time, i come back. The tiger inquired, what for? I'm very hungry, she said. There is a calf at home. There is a calf at home. And I need to at least give my last feed to the cow. I need to give the last feed to that cow before I come. Mm-hmm. Before I come. The tiger looked into the eyes of the cow and felt that the cow is speaking the truth. She said, okay, permit me. Okay. So it goes back gives milk to the calf and says, from tomorrow you have to be independent. From tomorrow you have to be independent because I am offering myself to the tiger, I gave a word to the tiger. Then the calf said, Mommy, I can't stay without you. I'll also come with you, let the tiger eat me. Let the tiger eat me too. So together the calf and the cow went to the tiger at, at the appointed hour. The tiger saw, said, it came on time and it brought the calf also. So the tiger inquired, the tiger inquired, why did you bring the calf? He said, then the calf spoke, I also want to be food for you because I can't live without my mother. 
if you eat my mother, eat me too. So that I have a solution. Then the tiger said, no, you are such a, two, two, two of you are such a truthful beings. I can't eat, I can't eat you, please go, I'll find some other. The, the tiger saw a noble purpose for the cow to live. It is a purpose for that cow to live, for the calf. And that look at that calf, at that age, it offers itself for the sake of the mother. So both were let off by the tiger. So I apply that story to our context that the tiger is the death. The tiger is the death, the cow is the king, the calf is the lady. So when the, when the lady is desperately trying to find alignment with the master in him, in that process if this man disappears, her realizing the soul is hampered for a while. So the Lord of Death obliges in such situation. We have umpteen stories like this in the scriptures, umpteen stories. If there is a noble purpose, the Lord of Death will not touch you until you fulfill. Since most of us have no real purposes, except eating breakfast, lunch and dinner, sleeping, moving here and there, then we plead, Give me some more time. He says, what for? The Lord of Death will ask us, what for would you like to live? To eat a little more chocolate, a little more idli, a little more doshas, to enjoy more with what Mr. Murthy offers. What for are you living? Where there is a, a purpose that serves the plan, the Lord of Death tends to be friendly. <clears throat> he is not punitive. He appears punitive to the, to the irresponsible, indifferent, ignorant people. But he is a friend of men of wisdom. That's why man of wisdom, he himself feels it's enough. It's enough, you can do your job. You see this in the, the book Man Sacrifice, Mahasarika writes it well. He writes it well. The Lord of Death, he was hesitant to approach Lord Krishna. Isn't it? Because he, we don't know if he still has purpose to live or not. He was seeking permission from the law to cause the event of death. The Lord said, yes, it's over now. Don't feel shy. Don't feel modest. I am willing to depart. You can, as per schedule, you can do your duty. And there are stories about Markandaya and so many others. 
సావిత్రి దూదరాలు వెరీ ఓల్డ్ స్టోరీస్ పడిదిరారు న్యూ స్టోరీస్ ఆల్సో వేర్ పీపుల్ కుడ్ పోస్ట్ పోన్ డెత్ బై నెగోషియేటింగ్ విత్ ది లార్డ్ ఆఫ్ యునో ఏ గ్రాండ్ టీచర్ కెన్ నెగోషియేట్ విత్ ది ఏంజల్ ఆఫ్ డెత్ ఫర్ ది సేక్ ఆఫ్ హిస్ స్టూడెంట్స్ దట్స్ ది బ్యూటీ ఆఫ్ ఎ టీచర్ the teacher can negotiate with the lord of death in respect of a student who is really working for progress progress in terms of the scriptural progress his usefulness to the world and his alignment with the divine the more you are aligned with the divine the more you are useful it is both ways how useful one is depends upon how much he is aligned with the divine the more you are aligned with the divine more is the service that happens to people who serve do service with their mind will only be able to do peanuts of service peanuts they speak they do peanuts of service but they propagate pumpkins of service service is a peanut propagate prop- propaganda is a pumpkin <laughs> such ones can be easily touched by that <clears throat> so this the teacher tells he is serving the world and he is working out his alignment my country way my country way that's the beauty of the hierarchy of true teachers <clears throat> true teachers that's why not all teachers are considered true teachers. We say Satgurus. Gurus and Satgurus. Satguru means the one who is an embodiment of truth. He is a truth in flesh and blood. What you call the word in flesh and blood. Such one is a true teacher. Such one is obliged. even by the lord of death so coming back to our story the king could negotiate with the lord of death this lady is in, is in the process of realization gives let me let let there let there be some more times till she finds <coughs> the kind of alignment the lord of death can see through if it is true or not because out is 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 the king out of attachment to his wife he is pleading for her see to each one his lady is very important no so is he pleading on the basis of truth or on the basis of his emotional attachment with the lady he said okay let us give some extension and make sure that she repairs she gets it so the king was having extra sessions with the lady for to to support her in her alignment she was fairly in alignment she was able to experience she tasted it but still she was not willing to depart uh, 
to to accept that this absence of her husband in spite of knowledge husband is no husband it's is another soul in association with him so she was fairly in association with the divine in himself herself so then the king thought if i continue it is a hindrance to her if i continue it's a hindrance to her because there is a facility she leans upon so he decides to leave so therefore he leaves <coughs> when he leaves the lady was so sorrowful so sorrowful initially the sorrow will come now the sorrow will come so she fell into a great sorrow and then what to do with this body so there were no other to help her there in the forest she collected the firewood from the surrounding she prepared a pyre she has lifted the body of the man kept it on the pyre and when he she was to lift the pyre she decided that as she lifts as she lifts the pyre she will also jump into that flame so she she sets the body on the pyre and she sets fire to it when the fire is a flame when she was about to jump into the flame a voice emerged from within <coughs> a voice emerged from within and said what are you doing what did your husband tell you the the inner voice emerged and said what are you doing what is your the instruction of your teacher to you what did he tell you and why are you doing this this kind of voice when she listened she felt that this voice is known to her this voice is very much known to her some remote past some remote past she remember she recollected that this is known this voice is known then the inner voice it, it smiled it smiled and said she she recollected the voice recollected to the lady his life has puranjana puranjana and also recollected when puranjana was about to enter into the human body it is this voice that was accompanying with him up to that point it is this voice that cautioned him cautioned the soul when you enter into the human form it is very likely that you forget me 
Isn't it? At the very beginning of the story we spoke of it. The master in, who is associated with the soul at all times, called Mitra, he emerged because of all this practice of alignment that she started and she was ripening to find once again the friend in him, the master in him. At that point she is about to jump. When she is about to jump, the voice by virtue of the deep contemplations that she has done for so many years in this life, not in the past incarnation, it stopped him. Then it said, do you or don't you recognize me? The voice said from inside. Do you or don't you recognize me? Then the lady felt. Suddenly a great joy comes sorrow. Sorrow because what happened to this voice all this incarnation? <clears throat> what happened to this voice all this incarnation? Joy is because it is now reconnected to him. Reconnected. So there was a mixed feeling of great joy and great sorrow. Now this fire and the husband is no more valid to her. The, the, fire, the fire that is ablaze and the body of the king burning over there, it has lost all the relevance is to the one who is the basis for all. <coughs> it started speaking. Started speaking. When it started speaking, she started relating to it. She said, why, why all these years? Why have you abandoned me? Why have you abandoned me for so many incarnations? Then the voice smiled again and said, it's not me who abandoned, it's you. You abandoned me and you say, I, I abandoned I told you clearly that I relate to you in so far as you relate to me. If you don't relate, I am not proactive. I am not proactive because I respect your freedom. I respect for your freedom, therefore I don't plunge into and intimidate. I told you clearly that I am always available. It is for you to relate. In your busy indulgence into the world, with the help of this body, you did not relate to me and now on the top of it you say, I did not relate to you. Which is fair, what is fair? You think of it. You recollect the dialogue we had between us. Then the lady was... She... In the buddhic plane, she prostrated before the Master, who has now... where the link has reformed. When the link is reformed, the master starts again talking to 
దైండ్ సోల్ దట్ వి షెల్ కంటిన్యూ ఇన్ ద ఆఫ్టర్ సో దట్ ఈస్ ది బ్యూటీ ఆఫ్ ది స్టోరీ అండ్ ది టీచింగ్ విల్ కంటిన్యూ ఫర్ ది నెక్స్ట్ ఆల్ దట్ ది మాస్టర్ స్పోక్ దట్ మీన్స్ ది సూపర్ సోల్ స్పీకింగ్ టు ది సోల్ ది సూపర్ సోల్ speaking to this soul how it could target and now with this practices how the recollection has happened and what is the relation between this soul and this super soul it's a copious teaching we will do some teaching about that we have tomorrow two classes and sunday two classes and if possible monday also for some time we can teach and conclude and thereafter we depart for this thank you for your keen listening when wisdom is given through stories it is better listened to and if you relate it to a an event that has happened it is still better it's an event that has happened this king the story of king is a huge story i cut it off because the sons of this king are eventually the rulers of the seven continents that were there before that's another dimension if we get into it it takes again another seminar so i have i made sure that i make it relevant to our times and our purposes without without uh, what editing the crucial theme the crucial theme is not tinkered with but all that is around you tailor made for our purposes thank you namaskar